Well, hello, everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, MV Passion, MV Passion, here uh, about to give you a movie review. This is the first movie review of the show, and I'm really, uh, really looking forward to do um, this as a regular thing. Like I said, I'm only doing movie reviews for uh, recent releases, uh, not uh, past releases or classic movies, at least not right now, uh, to get you know the things set up. I'm just going to stick with recent releases. And also, I forgot to mention uh, TV shows. That's coming. I'm doing Hellstrom right now. I'm doing a video diary. Of, well, not a video diary. An audio diary of Hellstrom. I'm a little tired. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what is going to be the first movie that I'm going to be reviewing on this show? Well, it is none other than the latest Disney Plus original movie, and that is Clouds. Uh, Clouds was actually not made by Walt Disney Studios. It was actually made by Warner Brothers uh, Pictures. But because of the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, uh, Warner Brothers actually sold um, uh, sold the uh, rights of the movie to Disney. And so Disney acquired it and put it on Disney Plus uh, instead of uh, releasing it in theaters. I don't know if that was the right move uh, when it comes to you know showing big movies in theaters, and that obviously sparks a lot of debate. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of movies right now that are being acquired by studios. Uh, I'm going to review the Trial of the Chicago Seven soon. Uh, that was supposed to come out in theaters. Now Netflix has it. 
Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America, I know it's weird, uh, was acquired by Amazon. The same thing with uh, Borat 2, Amazon acquired it. Uh, and now we're, you know, movies are being put on streaming services now. That's a little weird. But you have to work with what you have. And um, there are many big temple movies that I would like to get right now directly on Disney Plus that Disney doesn't want to seem to release because they want to salvage or save the theater experience. But the more they push it back, uh, the more harm it actually gives to movie theaters. I, I hope everybody knows that. So um, so Clouds uh, is uh, a biopic on a uh, singer-songwriter uh, named um, yes, uh, named Zach. I'm gonna butcher his last name. I know they 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 say it in the the movie, <laughs> but I I truly apologize. Uh, Zach Sobiek, I think that's it. Zach Sobiek. Um, yes. Uh, let me just look him. Yes. Okay. Yes. Zach Sobiek, um, who. Uh, was diagnosed with um, osteosarcoma at age 14. And later on in his diagnosis, actually the cancer uh, spread to his lungs, which um, is, um, essentially made it terminal. And so he was given about six to 10 months to live. And instead of, you know, going to school and, you know, going, pretending as if nothing has happened, uh, he um, decided to, well, start writing songs and his most popular song um clouds um is um essentially about his battle with the disease i've played it before um the show and um how he would like to say goodbye going up in the clouds so yeah so uh in the movie zach sobiak is played by finn argus the best friend of Zach is played by um, Sabrina Carpenter, and their parents are played by Neff Campbell and Tom Everett Scott. The film was directed by Justin Baldoni. Uh, Justin Baldoni, uh, he directed um, the movie Five Feet Apart. That's another movie that uh, centers around disease, um, cystic fibrosis. And so this movie centers around cancer. I don't know if that's a re recurring theme. He only directed two movies. This is his second film, and uh, Justin Baldoni is known um, uh, to be to to play Raphael Solano in the in in, in the um, the show called uh, Jane the Virgin. So uh, yeah, uh, okay. So what did I think of the movie Clouds as a whole? Uh, I just watched it, so this is kind of like fresh thoughts. I might be a little unscripted, and I am unscripted. I'm always unscripted. I tell it like it is. It doesn't really matter if you're not following my train of thoughts. It's cool, though. So what did I think of Clouds? Well, you will know right now. Okay, so full disclosure, I'm really not a big fan of, of, of movies dealing with, with cancer or any type of disease. Um, there are very few movies that I actually enjoy um that deals with cancer uh, for example i think the fault in our stars is a very 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 good movie uh it deals with the disease with humanity and grace and never ever once manipulates the the, the audience members uh, with tech 
with with baiting techniques that are just absolutely terrible. And there was a movie that came out this year called I Still Believe. It came out in theaters before the whole shutdown. Um, and it was about the singer-songwriter Jeremy Camp who fell in love with um, – oh, my God. I don't remember what her name was. Let me just look it up real quick. Um, he fell in love with um, – I think it was uh, Melissa, Melissa Ling, yes, Melissa Ling, Lynn Henning, Melissa Ling, Lynn Henning, uh, who was diagnosed with cancer, um, ovarian cancer, and then uh, by some miracle she was healed, but then the cancer came back and she died, and that was the story, the, the movie was about how he overcome losing someone from cancer through song, and this movie, Clouds, is about um, how to deal with the fact that you're dying through song. Very, Both movies are very similar because both movies are very much faith-based. Um, not as, not as, Klaus, not as much as I still believe. I still believe it's a Christian film. Uh, Klaus is not a Christian film. But in Klaus, there are many moments of religious, like not religious symbolism, just religion overall crucifix the face of mary they even go to uh, a place in the in in the in in the lourdes in france uh the the, the healing um uh the, the 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 healing water you know um the place where they they they, they put you in this this um this 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 pool of um of water, if you will, it's supposed to heal you, sort of spiritual thing. So there's there there is that spirituality, there is that Christianity in the movie still. Um, which I don't know if the Soviet family were Christian, but there are plenty of crucifixes in the house. I'm 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 sure they were. So this is essentially a Christian film, and Disney does its dips his hands into Christianity, which. Again, I'm not a big fan of Christian films, and I'm not a big fan of movies dealing with disease because they usually are extremely manipulative and not that interesting. But this movie wasn't that terrible. It was okay for the most part. Um, it really was not great, um, to, to be honest. It was just, it was just fine. There, there's nothing that I that that I have to say that is truly like oh my god this film is so like so amazing like the best movie of the year like it's 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 fine it does its job at keeping you engaged because it does have great performances but it's really nothing anything it's really nothing special i think that's i think that's the best i can sum up the movie with i think the main actor that they um hired finn argus he's very good he's very good he's very very, very good in the movie. And he really had uh, terrific chemistry with really pretty much everybody, okay? There's this great scene in the movie where he truly bonds with his father, who's also Tom Everett's con in this movie. He's excellent. Um, they, um, his father uh, gets him this car that he wants, and then they they uh, they drive and they, they, they play into it. That, that scene is so, so good, okay? And all the... All the acting is 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 really phenomenal. He's able to um, to to play Sobiek with 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 a lot of earnesty and a lot of um, of humanity uh, compared to um, KJ Apa in the I Still Believe, who 
plays Jeremy Camp with um, not much humanity, just kind of chews up lines as he goes along. And that's really not the way to do it. And Finn Argus is very, very, uh, very good in the movie. And I really appreciate the relationship that he has with his best friend, Sammy. And by the way, the actress that plays Sammy, I mentioned her name, but I have a short-term memory, so I'm going to go ahead and look it up on Google again. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter, uh, who uh, I've, I've seen her in a movie, The Hate You Give. She was in The Hate You Give. Uh, I think that's it, yeah. Um, and um, she's also very good in the movie. Um and the relationship that he has with her is very funny, and it's lightweight, and it's it, it, and it brings some form of of humor um, to the movie that it, that that I I feel is deserving because this film bathes in depression because it's about a guy that's dying. Okay, and you want to make it as I don't I wouldn't say as entertaining because that's I don't think it's supposed to be entertaining. You know, the the the, the death of like the 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 the, the journey. To someone that's dying is not supposed to be entertaining, but it's it's all the scenes with him um, and Sammy Brown, that's the name of the best friend, and Mr. Weaver, played by uh, little little uh, Rel Howery, um, that is also very good. Uh, all those scenes are, are very good. They're very funny, and they're they're they're, they're naturally funny, and they're very um, I, w- I would say heartwarming, if that's the right word to 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 put it, heartwarming. Um, yeah. In terms of, again, the acting is, is, is very good. It's really not the problem. You, you, there's, there's one scene where it's Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. It's not even the, the, the main actor. Nev, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, who, who I, whom I think is a very good actress, um, really, um, really just, has it all out once she hears Zach's song in, on the radio? That sequence is fantastic. You, you, you cannot not get a big smile on your face when you see that. All right, it's really, it's really well made, and um, her performance really makes the movie much more watchable than it is because the script is very <laughs> mediocre. Okay, and the aesthetic of the movie is also questionable okay this is not a movie that um again I'm, I'm not sure if it was the right idea to put it on directly to streaming but i still don't mind it because it's not a movie that has a, an extravagant production design right they're making montreal and longueuil and uh uh and uh, saint anne de bellevue uh look like new york minneapolis uh um what else paris <laughs> france they didn't shoot it in Paris. They didn't shoot it. They, they all shot it in the same fucking place, okay? Um, <laughs> which is funny because I recognize most of the fucking uh, places. Um, they go to the, the Metro Theater. That's the Metropolis, I think, uh, on the Quartier Latin. Um, if it's not the Metropolis, let me just um, – I don't think it's, I don't think it's the, 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 the Metropolis, but it is the um, – shit, what's it called? Uh the uh, uh, Denis. That's it. Tel Denis uh, on the on the on on the Lucien Denis, which they make it they make it look like the Metro Theater, but it's actually the Tel Denis 
at the Quartier Latin. I've actually went to the Quartier Latin before they all shut it down back in March. So it was kind of a weird thing to, to see it on film. Um, you can make Montreal look like New York. Fine, because there are parts of Montreal that look like New York. There are parts of Montreal that look like Paris. If you've seen Dark Phoenix, um, the ending of Dark Phoenix was shot in Montreal. But they go to old Montreal, like the Smurfs do, which could, you can make it look very convincing, like Paris. Montreal looks like a lot of things. It does not look like fucking Minneapolis, Minnesota. At all. And if you, especially if you live in the, the the city that the film is shot in, and you recognize a bunch of fucking places, it just takes you out of the movie. At least for me, it took me out of the movie for a bit. Then I got back into it. But I'm still, you know, I'm, I still like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. So it's like, there's there's a part of you want to bathe yourself in the in the fiction, but you can't really bathe yourself in the fiction because you you know where everything else. I don't know if, if anybody catch my drift, catches my drift, but you kind of know where everything else is. So it's a little weird. It's a little weird. But they still make these sets look like America. But Canada does not look like America, okay? <laughs> Quebec does not look like America at all. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to say. Where I have a problem with the movie is that it doesn't try to stick out compared to other biopics. It is it, its script is riddled with 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 so much manipulation, emotional manipulation. Sorry about that. I hit my microphone. Its script is riddled with so much emotional manipulation that you feel like the film is 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 is, is baiting you into thinking, well. This clearly happened, and it really wants you to cry, all right? If you look at a movie like The Fault in Our Stars or Inside Out, that's a Disney movie. Let's compare it with a Disney with another Disney movie. Look at a movie with Inside Out. Inside Out just hits you like that. Boom. You start crying immediately, or even Coco. These movies, they don't need to make you cry. Like, cry, 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 you know? It just comes naturally. But the way that it's, the script is written, but not just the way that the script is written, the way that the acting is performed to the point where your heart just completely sinks in half and you just start crying and liberating yourself completely. When a movie like Clouds um, is just riddled with pinpoints of manipulation just to make you cry on command this is why i believe that most movies that center around disease are bad <laughs> because they're not earnest at making the audience actually care about their characters even real life characters they want you to cry so desperately that they will fill um the, the, the screen with these really just extravagantly emotional scenes, and that's fine. With moments of with, 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 with moments where it feels like you're supposed to cry there. Okay. The ending is a perfect example of this. So he's dying, okay? Zach is dying. He's on his couch. His doctor says he has days to live. But their their um, their friends are planning um, 
him a concert at um, the, the, the Altenity, at the Metro Theater, and they don't think he's going to make it. But he actually is able to make it by some miracle, of course. Again, in, in a movie, when you've got a dying character, a character who's dying, they always this – is, this is a terrible thing to do. I hate it. I hate it when the movie does that. But they, they always have these weird tropes to let the audience know that the character is dying. They either cough up blood at, at, at a moment. Like they, they don't just cough up blood once in the movie, right? They're fine for the entire movie. And then there's like one moment where they just throw up blood. I mean that's in the I Still Believe, right? In I Still Believe, oh, the, the character has cancer, whatever. They don't really show it, right? She's fine the whole movie, Britt Robertson. And even they get married and it's all good and, and they live this happy life. And then, oh, miraculously she coughs, she vomits, violently vomits blood. And it's like, oh God, oh God, what the hell? What the hell's happening? And the reality is the character gets sicker by the day. It's not, oh, you're fine the night, the for one day and then you're 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 good the other day. You know, I've I've I I can't I, I've never I, I mean I've had Cancer. I've had skin cancer, but that's nothing compared to what people, um, to, to what people with 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 like actual serious cancer has, um, has had. Let me like the doctor. I went to the doctor and she said that's skin cancer. We have to remove it. Uh, and so I got scheduled for you know surgery, and that was it. You know, no big deal. And I took I, I put some some cream on my face, and that was it. So I mean, like, like that that is nothing compared to people that actually has to have to go through. Chemotherapy. Uh, I have, I have, I've had a family member that has that, that has had cancer, and so I know. I don't know what it's like, but I, I know uh, how a person feels when they have cancer. When they have chemo, they feel completely wrecked. All right, they spend the night in the toilet, vomiting, and um, they don't sleep. They don't sleep, and they feel like shit. They feel like total shit. And at one point, at one point, they get better, but it it takes. It takes a, a hell of a lot of time, okay? It takes a very, very long amount of time. It's not just on command they throw up or on command they get sicker because the script um, wants them to be sick. You know, it it feels weird when you're portraying disease on film because it's it never well it never portrays someone that's that that's actually sick like they are in real life. If you, if you know what I mean. So, so of course, by some miracle, he has to go to the concert because the script tells him you have to go to the concert. And so he goes to the concert and he's, he's you know, the, 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 the trope that they use to make the audience know that he's dying is the labored breathing. <gasps> I'm going to cough. I'm not, I'm not going to do it again, but the labored breathing, you know. Um and and so he's he's you know he's, he's he has a very hard time to breathe and so he starts singing clouds and i go up 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 and then he just start he just stops and he's and, he, and he's shaking and he's shaking and it's like oh my god oh my god he's, he's gonna die on uh on um on stage and then the paramedics um are coming uh to the stage and then he holds his finger and he's like no and then the the crowd starts singing for him and so as he's progressively getting worse on stage this is where you're supposed to be like oh, oh, oh no oh no oh no 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 but then i'm like wait there's gonna be a moment i mean i mean wait 
this movie, I said, I said to myself, I said to myself, wait, this movie's going to be really evil if he dies on stage. All right. Because I don't think that's how it happened in real life. I don't believe it. That, that would happen in real life. But then when he does, he does the finger move. I'm like, ah, they just want to make people cry. And then the audience starts singing. I'm like, okay, I, I didn't take the bait. Because why would I take the bait when it's so obvious that you want people to cry when it's not rewarded or when it's not really necessary? I don't know if you, if you catch my drift, but the script is so predictable and it's so formulaic that none of it feels – the film holds any emotional weight whatsoever. There are a few really good scenes that have a great dramatic impact. The one scene where Tom Everett Scott looks at uh, – where Neff, Neff Campbell, sorry, complains that the husband, Tom Everett Scott, isn't really caring about Zach because he thinks about other things. I mean when you – I don't know, but uh, I don't want to say who – what family member had uh, cancer because that's that's personal. But like when, when, when you've got someone diagnosed with cancer in your family, uh, they – the person that has cancer tries to pretend they don't have cancer, and you are trying to pretend like everything is normal, but it's not. Like it's it's not normal. Okay, it's I'm sorry, it is not normal. It's not because you don't have cancer and that person has cancer that it has to be in any right nor like in 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 in, in any normal way uh, whatsoever. Um, so. When he breaks down in tears, and he essentially confesses to Neff Campbell that he's, you know, he did this essentially to distract himself, that hit me because this, this, this has some form of reality to it. Because you don't want to accept the fact that your kid is dying. You especially do not want to accept that fact that someone in your family is dying or is severely ill. Because all you want is 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 is, is good health. That was a really powerful scene and with rewarded, genuine emotion, okay? And that scene was really raw. With, like I said, real genuine emotion. And uh, there's, a, there's another scene where um, Sammy confesses his love to Zach, which was also obvious. They make the best, you know, the, you know, the really, 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 really best friend. And then the protagonist is in love with somebody else or the best friend is in love with. Where have you seen that before? Like, that's not just, that just doesn't just happen in a real life story. That happens in like most teen coming of age movies. So, yeah. But that scene where he right, where he realizes that she is in love with him is very good and is and, and 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 actually hits you hits you emotionally because there is a um there is a there is a moment where um there is a moment uh, where it could get a little personal to you because maybe you've you you had that, affin that that affinity with someone, and now that's that that certain someone is with someone else. If you know what I, if you know what I mean, and it is a very good sequence and an emotionally powerful sequence, an emotionally rewarding sequence as well. 
So the movie does have its its uh, its its emotional moments, and it does have its 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 emotional um, impact sometimes. But sometimes it is also incredibly manipulative and unrewarding, as it feels like it is a like like it desperately wants you to cry, like. Right there, you see? They're singing clouds. This guy's dying on stage. Gotta cry, man. You gotta feel about him. All right? There are some movies. I think Neighbor's Window is a great one. The Neighbor's Window really shows you that life isn't fucking permanent and you shouldn't take it for granted. All right? Every day is not a promise but a bonus. You get you get that in your head, okay? So when you watch clouds... Hopefully you get that in your head, that every day is not a promise but a bonus. And Zach Sobiek really lived with passion, right? He lived with passion because he lived with a purpose. He had a purpose and he lived it until the very end and knew that every day he had was a bonus and not a promise. Now that is called, that is what's called living with passion. And I believe that Zach Sobiek is the perfect example of living with passion. But the movie doesn't really do justice to the term living with passion. I believe that there are better movies out there that shows you what it's like to deal with disease both emotionally and physically. If you look at the – I think The Fault in Our Stars is a, is a fantastic movie. I'm going to mention it again. That's, a, that's a, For me, in terms of like movies that deal with, with cancer, this is – if not the best one, but one of the best ones for sure. It's honest. It's human. It's not something that's really trying to manipulate you. It's really – it does it naturally because the script is great and the acting is great. The directing is great too. The emotions happen naturally, whereas in this movie, the emotions happen artificially to to a point where – it feels like it's trying desperately hard to make you cry, and it doesn't feel rewarded. So that's my thoughts on clouds. If I were to rate this movie, hmm, it's a very interesting question. If I were to rate this movie, what would I give it? A rating out of five or out of ten? Most Disney Plus movies have been incredibly, increasingly mediocre and lukewarm, uh, which is a shame because um, I. I mean, of course, I didn't expect, um, you know, Disney Plus to be this amazing, amazing, amazing um, streaming service. I expected it to be just another streaming service, and it's not just just another streaming service. It's just a it's just a streaming service. Um, it hasn't unfortunately stood out, uh, though. Hamilton is incredible, and you got to everybody's got to check out Hamilton. If you've Recently got a Disney Plus subscription. Your first homework is not The Mandalorian. It's it's Hamilton. You got to watch Hamilton. Hamilton is so fucking good. You have no idea. Like, oh my God. Like, that is probably the best thing Disney Plus has right now on the streaming services in terms of original content. That's Hamilton. Okay. Hamilton, Hamilton. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's so fucking good. Oh my God. Okay. But how would I rate Clouds? Hmm. Maybe I would rate it about a three out of five or. Six out of ten, if, if if you prefer it out of ten, it's it's fine. There's there's nothing spectacular about it, but um, it isn't the worst thing I've seen this year, and it's isn't the best thing I've seen this year either. It's just it's just fine. <laughs>
<laughs> so yeah, I guess that's my first movie review on the show. As you can see, very unscripted. I ramble, I improvise, but you know that's essentially me. I watched the film. I recently, I just watched the film, and then I was like, okay, I'm logging on my computer. And I'm going to talk about the film, and uh, Bob's your uncle. So, yeah, that's it. That's my review for Clowns. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening uh, to another episode of MV Passion, MV Passio. And uh, I will see you guys back here on another episode of the show. Okay, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.